Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. A recent study found that more than one in 10 couples in the U.S. will struggle with infertility. And that's a lonely experience. It's invisible. No one knows you're struggling with it except for maybe a few people that you've brought into your inner circle. So in that way, infertility can be a heartbreaking experience. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And we're going to kick off this episode by hearing a part of a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with author Terry Lynn Underwood, who described a time when she and her husband struggled with infertility. It's helpful for us to understand you and Scott getting married a couple of years into your marriage, deciding yeah, you know, like we do. Yeah. Is, it's time now to have children. Yes. And then it wasn't that easy, right? You thought no. it would probably be pretty easy, like most couples. What yes. What happened? Because I think that sheds greater light on having Cassidy. And then we'll talk about that was it, right? Cassidy's your yeah. own child. Yeah. So just speak to that for a moment. Well, you know, like all people, we just... We are both firstborn, so we were totally in control, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a happy just, thing. We decided this is what we're ready now. We are ready for children. Scott was doing student ministry at the time, and we had seen all that student ministry entails, and we thought we can do this. And so we decided we were ready. And uh, we may have been ready, but the Lord was not ready for us to yet be parents. We still had things. Um, I think that He wanted to teach us. Yeah. And also, I think. Um, you know, God can see ahead of us, and he knew what the road had, and he knew there were lessons we were going to need to learn. Well, and you went through different phases, I guess yes. I would describe it in reading your book. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, that going to the doctors and looking at infertility issues mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. So you're it was all very... looking at the calendar and all that stuff, and it yes. put a lot of pressure on you. Yes. Yes, it was very stressful. And Scott was on staff at a church. And you know, when people have been married a couple of years, and especially when they're on staff at your church, everybody's like, so when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to? And it felt like all of our friends were having babies. And we were just like, what's wrong with us? What is, are we going to be inherently failures at this, that God is protecting some child from us or what, you know, and we, we looked at a lot of different options. We decided that a lot of the infertility treatments were out for us um, for a number of reasons. And finally, um, we really just kind of reached a point where one of the doctors said, we can try this one more thing. And it was some shots some, for Scott. He was going to take some shots. And so we did that. I think it was probably eight or nine months, ironically. And then... <laughs> That's um, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found out I was pregnant. And mm. it was such a shock. It was a shock to both of us. But fantastic. It was amazing. The blessing. It was literally a miracle in that... Our doctor said if we had been chronicling this, we could have written a journal article about this. I mean, she literally was a miracle. But in that whole process, God used, of course, his word and music. And it was those things that God used to minister to us. Well, and I would think your routine, if I could call it that in the most positive way, for praying for Cassidy began before she was even conceived, probably, right? Yeah, those prayers of desperation. Well, in moving that direction now, what did that look like as a want-to-be mom and then the wonderful news that it it happened? It moved from, is this ever going to happen, to am I going to fail at this? Wow, what a 
change of direction. Firstborn, like, have to be the best at this. Am I going to be the best at this? And I think there was this idea in my head that I was going to be the best mom ever. That's a firstborn trait. For sure. (laughs) That's right there. I've got to be perfect (laughs) to do this. And And so you had fear. Absolutely. And then you mentioned, you know, that by the time they're two, you realize you can't control them. And (laughs) certainly I realized that before then, because when she started moving and wasn't where I put her down, I thought, I have zero control in this scenario here. Like, I am at best containing most things. Your prayers were different then. Uh, yeah. at that point than they were earlier on, yeah. like when you talked about praying for your brothers. Yeah. And thankfully, Terry Lynn was finally able to become pregnant. Um, unfortunately, there are couples, perhaps you, uh, listening along wondering, will we ever have children? Danny, um, offer some advice to couples walking through this kind of a difficulty. This is this one's really tough. It's hard to understand. Really, in the in the middle of it, we've walked this with with some couples we've known, and in the counseling office, I've gotten the the, the privilege of stepping into a place of rawness with a few couples going through this. And really, first, it's understanding that these emotions they're feeling make sense. They're they're not to be pushed away. They're not to be uh, not shared. It makes sense to have grief and to have very powerful emotions and sometimes anger in response to this and feelings of unfairness. Be open and honest about those. And then on top of that, uh, be encouraging of each other. Here's the definition of the word encourage. It's to instill life, to instill energy, to instill vigor, to revitalize, to fortify, to hearten, to cheer, to spur on, to give hope. Hmm. Do that to each other as you're going through this season. And the goal is to find peace in the middle of what feels very chaotic and out of your control. And that means having trust that God understands why this is happening. And the first question is, do you truly trust that? Do you believe that God is really in control of this? And then on top of that, can you truly find peace when there's chaos? Mm -hmm. Like that storm when Jesus woke up and was able to calm it. You don't know what the next day holds. Go one day at a time and have encouragement be the theme that you have between each other. Find ways to enjoy the relationship you do have instead of looking at what you don't have. And in that, find peacefulness as you are open with these emotions that pour out and and not feeling shame around those emotions. Surround yourself with a support system. And then maybe it's... uh, finding a, a, a rhythm that you and your spouse uh, go to to have some self-care when your emotions are too overwhelming and uh, just power through day to day and rest in that God is with you. Mm. Yeah, uh, he is our source for no matter what the struggle is. And uh, it might be that this is one of those challenges for you that um, you just can't get to a place of that peace that Danny's talking about. Um, find somebody to talk that through with, and certainly call us. We have caring Christian counselors here who would be uh, honored to hear where you're at, uh, kind of talk through the emotions, point you to some resources, and if you need, to even suggest a trusted counselor that might be nearby that you can have an ongoing counseling relationship with. We're a phone call away here, 800, the letter A, and the word family. 
And uh, we'll have some further details, a number of articles that we have about grief that couples face when they have this difficulty of infertility. Uh, Check the episode notes for those. And uh, also in the notes, details about Terry Lynn Underwood's book, which she talked about earlier, Praying for Girls, Asking God for the Things They Need Most. Um, so uh, check the notes or give us a call. Again, 800, the letter A in the word family. And John, uh, maybe parents can consider the Wait No More ministry that we have here at Focus on the Family. If you can't have kids, maybe adopting hmm. a child and take them, taking them into your home and maybe carefully considering the fact that maybe God is opening up your home. Yeah to a child that's in need of a home. That is something to pray about for sure, but that is, uh, that is a great need in our culture. And uh, we'll have details about Wait No More, our program to support and encourage foster care. Well, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team here, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 